Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another podcast. This week is the last week of the fantasy playoffs, although it technically just happened, but this is our last podcast about it. Last week of podcast. I should restart it. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We just had your fantasy football playoff championships. Congratulations to you who won, and sorry to those who lost, JJ. Moving forward, we're um, we're going to be f- doing stuff in the off season, both related to fantasy football and not. So other types of media things, including podcasts and posts on social media. So be looking for that at FF Daydreamers on Twitter and Fantasy Daydreamers on Instagram. We will be posting things to keep you updated about what we're doing, and we're very excited about the things that are coming up. But for right now, we got our wrap up pod. On the season that was 2020 in fantasy football, here's the pop. It is officially award season. Keone and I are in our tuxedos. We're getting ready to announce the nominees, and we're getting ready to announce the winners. It's a very regal and formal event. I expect all of you to have champagne and be quiet while you're listening to it, and just a ha-ha golf clap every time you hear something. On today's edition of the pod, obviously we're going to have some awards, but for some of the, for some of you who are still in those crazy leagues that have Week 17 finals, don't know why you do it. Boo. We're going to have some very quick advice based off of um, players that could or could not be playing because it's week 17. We're also going to give you some news just in case it's all relevant to you. So let's go and let's get into that first with some news. Jared Goff had surgery on his thumb. He could be back for playoffs, but that means he is out. Week 17, he is out. They signed Blake Bortles. They have, I can't remember the quarterback's name that's replacing him this week. But it is not Jared Goff. That is not a good sign for like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, they're it's probably better for um, their running game, but you know also the tight end. Oh yeah, oh yeah, also Tyler Higby. But we're gonna get on to him in a minute. Uh, another thing with the Rams, Daryl Henderson was put on the IR with high ankle sprain. He is done. Fantasy football is done for him. Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers has a high ankle sprain and he will not play this week. Um, which sucks. He was kind of on a tear lately. This last week was like his worst game, but I mean, he got injured during it. Uh, let's go. John Brown, uh, is back on the COVID reserve list. Not a good sign. Don't think you were really playing him though. I wouldn't worry about it. Julian Edelman was not activated from IR. It doesn't look like he's going to play week 17, but is he really relevant? I don't, I don't think so anymore. Uh, Steven Goskowski was placed on the COVID reserve list. Looks to be out this week. Um, Joe Mixon, officially out for the year, like we didn't already know that. That one felt just like a slap in the face. Um, don't you agree, County? The uh, Joe Mixon being out oh, just felt like a yeah, slap in like the face. Really, at this point? Like, come on. You're... Like, we've known. Yeah. Also, I believe the quarterback for the Rams will be John Wolford. Oh, yes, that's right. John Wolford. Last time he played football was for the AAF. 
Okay. So, um, I mean, PJ Tucker, PJ Walker, I can't remember his name. PJ Walker. PJ Walker, he did pretty well. The XFL. Yeah, in the XFL. So, let's um, let's root for it him. Might yeah, and it, it, he might be not the only backup in that game. Yeah, um, the Rams did sign Blake Bortles um, to their squad off the oh, Buccaneers um, practice squad, I believe. It's Buccaneers or Texans. Um, I'm referring to the other team as well. Oh, yeah, let's get on to the next one. Kyler Murray has a lower leg injury. His status for Sunday is up in the air, which means a deciding playoff game. Like, both, uh, or, both teams are winning their in. Yes, so they both need to win this week, and one will not have their quarterback, and then the other, Kyler Murray, who – is fantasy football's number one quarterback this year also could be out for those people who have the fantasy championships this week. Yeah. That's going to suck. Um, Frank Gore out for the season finale with a lung contusion. I almost thought that said lung concussion. Yeah. Um, I was very confused on that. Um, but he went out on a high note. He is the third player all time. To have 16,000 rushing yards. So good for him. Who doesn't like Frank Gore? I, probably Adam Gase, just because, like, <laughs> why not? I mean, I don't know. But yeah, he's good job, Frank the Tank. We're Adam, proud of you. Adam Gase is a masochist for his team. Yeah, clearly. Um, James Robinson is still iffy coming up this next week with an ankle sprain. Uh, he wants to play, but, but I can't imagine they'll. Like there's, it's for nothing, and yeah, they already have the first pick secured. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally can't lose it. The only thing they can do this week is play spoiler. Mm. Um, but James Robinson was like we've been saying it all year. He was the gem mm-hmm. that you found, uh, and he seems to be. He could be the feature back for years to come. And next year, it looks like they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And it looks like with that Trevor Lawrence, they're going to formally start to rebuild and be like, we can start winning again. Mm -hmm. And I think that they'd rather just sit James Robinson, uh, you know, rest him for the rest of, like, that way he has a whole offseason. He doesn't re-aggravate anything right there. And then he's ready to go next year with that solid run attack and then Trevor Lawrence backing it up and throwing. Yeah. Yeah. So... From a football perspective, it's a smart move. From a fantasy football perspective, if you need him this week, I'm sorry. Rough. I'd, I'd be looking to pivot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, because so, I don't expect him to play. Um, Dolphins wide receiver Hakeem Grant is out versus the Bills this week with a high ankle sprain. Or, yes. Yeah, out versus the Bills with a high ankle sprain. Tragedy. I know you guys were all really relying on him. Hakeem Grant, you were like, uh, sleeper of the year. Yeah sleeping still the rest of the whole year up until now that's pretty much the news um pretty much we are gonna have at least still our wednesday pod um looking at just updates on news the pods this week should be fairly quick most leagues are done Mm -hmm. i understand that um so i think we're gonna definitely get out a wednesday pod um and try to have more news for you by then everything should be more concrete by then Mm. injuries and stuff like that whether or not the chiefs are going to play their starters because they don't have to they shouldn't no i mean the only thing i can see them playing their starters for is like to not get like rusty or whatever in the week or the two weeks they're gonna have off so a lot of the time what they do yeah a lot of the time what they do is they like to um 
play their starters like maybe the first quarter. Exactly. Yeah. It turns into like that a preseason week, game. Yeah, it turns into like that week three preseason game where it's like, oh well, we'll get the starters for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might what that's maybe what could happen. And because of that, you're losing most like like it's possible that you don't have Patrick Mahomes. It's possible you don't have Travis Kelsey, and it's possible you don't have Tyreek Hill. The big three. So let's get you some streamers right here. That's our next segment. Um, replacing Patrick Mahomes, um, otherwise, or Jared Goff, if you had somebody go down, stuff like that, and you still need somebody this week. I have three options. First one, Big Phil, Big Philip Rivers, Daddy Philip Rivers, nine kids, Philip Rivers, eighty-seven hundred thousand kids. Just gonna get it bigger and bigger each time. Future Alabama high school football coach. Mm. Um, he's going against Jacksonville. He's 16.5% owned in ESPN leagues. He's easy to get. Um, this is a must win game for them to secure a playoff spot and also possibly win the division. Yes. They're all going to need to be playing. Well, Jacksonville is a very bad defense. Big Phil needs to step it up. Why not ride that? into fantasy championship if you need to yeah um he they kind of got caught that second half against the Steelers and that's really disappointing but I yeah it would be really disappointing if they don't make the playoffs because they're a team that looks like they should be in the playoffs and your opinion on them this year County well well, you know I, I I whatever that's I like them and I know I really want Big Phil Get a ring. I, I already told you how he's going to win a ring. As a coach. I as know. a coach. Or if he sticks around long enough, maybe as a backup. Because I just, I want him to be able to get in the Hall of Fame. And without a ring, I don't see it happening. Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame. That's a different era. Yeah, Dan Marino was also like, the, the best quarterback at that time. Exactly. Um, Like now at quarterback, you need Super Bowl wins. Fair. So, but um, I, I still think he's better than like Eli. No, um, I, I agree, but unfortunately for Philip Rivers, Eli had defenses that got him to championships. Yeah, whereas Philip Rivers he did. didn't. He did. So, anyways, yeah, it like like we said, it's just a must-win game for them. That's kind of what I'm writing for this week. Is I'm putting the P- I believe that we are putting people who need to win. Or need to win to spoil. Yeah. There's only like one. There's only like one player that we're gonna list that the game truly doesn't matter. But it's not like they're not going to play. They're, they're still gonna play. Going to play. Yeah, they're going to play, and they have a good matchup. And that next person is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. They're both out of the playoffs. They're not gonna spoil I anything. You're talking about the wide receiver for uh, a wide receiver coming up. But no, okay, yeah, Kirk Cousins, yes. No, because all the other wide receivers, they they have a purpose. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But uh, Kirk Cousins, um, this game doesn't matter. It's just a really good matchup for him. And it's the last game of the season. Um, why not ball out? Why not throw everything you got at him? Especially for this game that doesn't it doesn't matter. No, and he sh- he's shown that he can do well. Yeah, get it, that stretch. It doesn't so. matter. This one is just for stats, mm-hmm. so go for stats. Um, I could see a big game for Justin Jefferson. 
trying to get another 100 yard game like so yeah. he has like all the like trying to set rookie records stuff like that i mean he already has but we'll talk i'll talk about him yeah. later it's at detroit he's 35.2 percent owned in espn leagues he's out there you can go get him um it's a good look for him and Kirk cousins has been kind of that reliable streaming option we've had all year yeah and it's just like the past few games he's had bad matchups but in those games we're like he had the good, like that good stretch. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So. He's, he really is a um, middle ground QB mm-hmm. where the good matchups he, he shows up for yeah. most of the time. And then the bad matchups, well, bad matchup. Yeah. And he has the offense around him to do it. Yeah. So. It, he's a fairly predictable quarterback, which is kind of what you need. It's nice. Yeah. Unlike some other people we'll talk about later. Yeah. A uh, third quarterback we have is. Mitchell Trubisky versus Green Bay, 24.1% owned. With Mitchell Trubisky in, this Bears offense is way better. They've scored 30 points the past, I believe, at least three games. Four games now. Four games now. It is the first time since George Hallis and the 1965 Bears. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yes. George Hallis. Longest tenured coach, I believe, in NFL history. So this offense is clearly running on all cylinders with Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's having he's having decent games, at least. Green Bay, I will be honest, it's not a great matchup. It's Their defense is, like, stepping it up as of late. Which is when they need to step it up is late in the season. Yeah. Um, it's in Chicago. That's good. But it doesn't. It's not going to affect the. It's not going to affect the There's Green no Bay fans. Packers. Like there's any, no. Fans. Also, the cold weather is not going to affect Green Bay like any like any other team. The thing that you're hoping for is that the windy city is calm. It is. It's not windy. Mm. So, um, although they do have David Montgomery, who David Montgomery, I think, is going to have a good game. The Green Bay Packers are not good against uh, run, running backs. No. Um, specific, just running back specifically. Um. Mitchell Trubisky, though, if he really wants to prove that he can still be a starter and not whatever he is now, technically a starter. End, it's the end of his contract year. If he wants to prove that he can get another contract, he needs to nut up and show up and win this game mm-hmm. and put his team in the playoffs. Yeah, because I, yeah, don't don't give um, Chicago an excuse because he like with this last game. Because you can have the previous four games where you've done very well, but if it's like, oh, what have you done for me lately? That last game, it's like, mm, I don't know, Mitchell Trubisky. But if you ball out, then it's like they kind of have to give you a contract to a certain extent. Yeah, because as of right now, as of right now, they are the seventh seed. Also, I I think their team, if they make it to the playoffs, they have uh, on it. Like I think, if not the best if not the second best chance to go against Green Bay in the playoffs. Because they're a great team. They're not affected by the cold. So if they have to go through Green Bay, it's not going to matter. So, yeah. And they're on fire. But have you seen Aaron Rodgers in any weather? But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in terms of other teams. I, I know, I know. So, Aaron Rodgers just flips off whatever. No, no, no. I is. agree. I agree. They're probably the best team in the NFC. Oh, they're it's snowy. Who cares? Doesn't Aaron Rodgers will looks, throw four touchdowns. Yeah, it looks like they were playing in slow motion. That's how good they were. There's hurricane, but in a good way. There's hurricane force winds, 
you know what? Aaron Rodgers will somehow just cut through it. He mm-hmm. just knows how. So I kind of agree, though. The Bears are hot right now. Um, their offense is clicking. Their defense has always been good. And they have a real good shot of winning this game. Like I, like we said, they're the seventh seed. They need to win. If they don't win, they're most likely out. I think if they don't win and the Cardinals also lose, then they're still in. But mm. you don't want to rely on that. Win in. So that's a good one. All right. Those are the three quarterbacks I had. Let's go three wide receivers now. Michael Pittman Jr. This one, stack. Okay. This one's kind of a stack because um, it's not it's not an unpopular choice for a lot of people to go grab like Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. Right. That's the kind of the goal. It, yeah, exactly. If you're drafting, that's that's what you that's ideal. Yeah. So if you can go get Michael Pittman, he's twenty three. Or sorry, thirty point five percent owned. Once again, Jacksonville gives that really good matchup. Um, I would say T. Y. Hilton. He was just a little more owned. And what about uh, what about Zach Pascal? <sighs> Pascal has been doing it lately. He's, he's been the guy the past two weeks. That is that's also a good choice. Okay. Yeah, that I'm I'm not going to complain about him. I'm I'm going to say either or. Um, Pascal, you could probably go with Pascal just because he has good been doing touchdowns. It. Yeah, yeah, and so. It's it's the same thing that we're going to say for a lot of these guys is now's the time to show up and let's, you know, let's get it. Yeah. Like it's, it's now or never. So, so prove that you can do it. That's, that's the important thing. And Zach Pascal is only 1.5% owned. He's definitely out there for you. Even better. Um, He can get it. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton. I was thinking about T.Y. Hilton, but he's almost 80% owned. You're not okay, going to get yeah, him. No, 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 no. So, next guy, weird one. Because we did talk about how the Chiefs probably weren't really going to play. Right. It is possible. I don't want to say guaranteed. If you have Patrick Mahomes, any of those, still have them in until Saturday night when you know it's official. Yes. Because it, you don't want to look like a fool who puts Patrick Mahomes out. Yeah. So, this one, though, Mecole Hartman. Oh. Chiefs third uh well not third option but third wide receiver big brain move 23.6% owned if the starters are sitting that means Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey those are their big 3 that they're probably going to sit mm-hmm. or rest sooner or yep. something like that. Sammy Watkins is hurt. Right. He's probably not going to play. There's no point in him playing no. and forcing anything. He's, if anything, Sammy Watkins plays the same like they do, just a little bit to, to you know, right to keep it loose or keep whatever. it loose, whatever. That means Miko Hardman. He's kind of on that. He's right on that cutoff line of. Do we start it? Like, is he one of the guys that we don't start mm-hmm. as well? Is he one of the guys that we take out early? Yeah, he's and, that last guy on that in that group. I say no. I think he's going to be now the number one guy oh, yeah, that no, stays yeah. in the game. Right. So, yeah, it's not going to be all like non-starters. Yeah, he's just he's just the guy who's kind of been like that fifth man or whatever out of that group of those big names, or of the names you know on the Chiefs, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he's solid. He's there pretty much every game. And yeah, without those main guys, 
he's the guy to go to. So that's I think that's a good that's a smart uh like kind of alternate pick that would be good for people. It would surprise you too. Exactly. It's not one that's it's right there for the the grabbing. It's like yeah. okay. Plus he's he's not terrible. Mm-mm. He he can ha- he has flashes of it. I mean the past 3 weeks in a row he's caught 3 passes. Okay. For 40, 22, 24 yards. Mm. It I'm not saying this guy's the next big thing, but I'm saying this guy could be just the thing this week. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone above him is just out. Right. They're and just not playing anymore. Also so. Patrick like Patrick Mahomes has other people to throw to. Yeah. Like, just I mean Travis Kelsey was leading the league uh in receiving yards before Stefan Diggs took over last night. Mm. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's go to the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um another one that really needs to show out and also prove that he can do it because he's kind of being tossed around and like sitting lower in the waiver wire or not in the waiver wire on the roster depth chart. Kiki Cootie. Oh. Once again, Houston's out of it. They're not going to win. Right. But it's a divisional game. They can play spoiler. And Mm. besides getting into the playoffs, playing spoiler is the most satisfying part. Very, yeah, yeah. Like, especially a divisional game. You know that you cost this team the championship or whatever or playoff spot Mm -hmm. chef's kiss especially since the the titans if they lose this game and like depending on how other things go let me let me look up the playoff okay because i think couldn't they couldn't they be a team that goes from having the division lead right now to a team that's out of the playoffs they're weird okay so the titans clinch the division with a win or a Colts loss. Right. The Colts clinch with a with a win and a Titans loss. Yes. So it's in the Titans' hands. Right. The Titans can clinch the playoff berth if they so if they win the AFC South, obviously. But let's say they lose. Mm-hmm. That means the and the Colts win, so the Colts get the 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 division. The, yeah, the division. They can still clinch a playoff berth with a loss by the Ravens or Dolphins. Okay. So, yeah, they, there's a potential way. I mean, it's very hard for them not to make playoffs, but there is a potential way they can go into this game having the division lead and then not making the playoffs. So, everybody in in the AFC right now, there's only there's eight teams right now that could be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's a bad way to word it because three teams have already secured it. Secured it. Okay. The Bills, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. They're mm-hmm. already in. Right. So there's five other teams that could be in for four other spots. Yes. The Ravens, mm-hmm. the Browns, yep. the Colts, the Titans. And the uh, the Dolphins. Oh, and the Dolphins. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's five for four more spots. Mm-hmm. So... It's just all a hodgepodge. It makes it for exciting football. It is going to be great. All the games are on Sunday. There's only one primetime game Sunday night. There's like eight. That's I also think. a really important game <laughs> for a 
terrible division, though. But it shouldn't be important. No. But that's a different discussion. Yes. So it's it's big. It has implications. And the Texans are out, but they can spoil that. And you know who needs to have a big game to prove that he he is he can fit on this roster somewhere? Kiki Cootie. Yeah. He's been low. He has flashes of, brilliant, flashes of brilliance, and then he goes away. He needs to secure that spot. That number one spot is up for grabs because Brandon Cooks hasn't really proven he, like since, um, uh, I can't remember his name now. Um, Kenny Stills, Kenny, Will Fuller. Will Fuller, thank you. Um, since Will Fuller left. Suspended. Since from sus- being suspended. suspended. Um Brandon Cooks hasn't stepped up as the solid number one guy, and so that job is up for the taking. Brandon Cooks is not a number one wide receiver. Brandon Cooks needs to be a part of a an group, ensemble yeah. mm-hmm. where you where you can kind of debate if he's a number one, but in reality, he's just a very good number two. And so now that he's the number, like he is the number one, he has to be. He's that uh that John C. Riley, yeah, of players. Yeah, N- I, no, don't disrespect John C. Riley. Well, I like John C. Riley too. No, much. no, no. I'm saying, okay, so like I was gonna be like, he's potentially a Philip Seymour Hoffman. I th- but I actually think like Philip Seymour Hoffman could be a number one, okay, like yeah. should be a number one. Yeah, or he should have should have been. Real podcast. Catch our catch our movie podcast yeah. coming soon. That will that will come out. That's yeah, a that's real a real one. one. Um, but Philip or uh, John C. Riley, like he's a co-star at best, but he's a good co-star or a character actor. Okay, fair. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying, Kiki Cootie's another good one. 29.4% owned. He is out there to go get him. Uh, let's move on to tight end. Mm-hmm. Irv Smith Jr. at ah. Detroit, 6.1% owned. Irv Smith Jr., as of late, has been getting it done yeah. for tight ends. Yeah, he... I, I don't I don't know what it's it's happening like because it's didn't happen early in the season but this as of late it's been he's been a go-to guy um he gets a lot of targets at least he had a lot of tar- or targets in this last game with nine I think and he seems like because the other guys seem to be I guess covered really well because a lot of times it seems like um Kirk Cousins is looking for a decent while and then he just finds Irv Smith yeah I mean, he had six catches this last week, 53 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. 19 points, about 19 to 20 points. Really solid week. The week before, 5.5, nine points versus Chicago, hard defense. Uh, The week before that, four for 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He's starting to do it. This is a guy who's who's kind of, he's trending up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go grab him if you're if I you're streaming him, him still. Yeah, no. So. If you're streaming tight end still, this is who I'm looking for this week. It's Detroit. It's a great matchup. He can win you a ship if you're still playing for yeah, a ship. They looked Detroit looked abysmal on defense. I, like they were not there. Detroit's looked abysmal um, as long as I've been alive. That's fair enough. So let's go to the next guy, uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> you haven't done that in a while. Uh, Jimmy Graham is going against Green Bay. He is 34.3% owned. Um, This week, he caught two touchdowns. He had 69 yards. Nice. Nice. Um, Four catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns, like I said. Big game. He's always had flashes of it. 
it's just kind of how the cookie crumbles for tight ends. Yeah. Um, Green Bay, I'm saying, is not a great option, but this is another one of those stack options. Yeah, like Mitchell Trubisky, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Graham, not Smith. Jimmy Smiths. <laughs> Jimmy Graham could make good things for you. Yes. Um, I imagine Green Bay is going to focus on David Montgomery as much as they can. And Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson. Um, Dave Montgomery is the one that they're really no, yeah, going to be yeah, focusing yeah. on. Yeah. And try to force it into Trubisky's hands to be like, Trubisky beat us. Okay, yeah. That would be the game. And a solid game plan. Yeah. yeah, and that means that Jimmy Graham is, could be open, could be catching some touchdowns. He has he has flashes of, I, th- I want to say like that 2013-14 season with the Saints where he was mm-hmm. it was like him and Gronk just going at it mm-hmm. for who is better. Right. Um. So that's just kind of a hope. Last guy we're going to talk about, Tyler Higbee versus the Cardinals. Interesting. 47.4% owned. This is the this is the risky play. Yeah. The uh the Kenny the Kenny Rogers gambler play of the week. <laughs> Thank you for starting that in week 17 by the way. Well, I I, know I had it at one point here at, at yeah. It's a it's a late season arrival. Tyler Higby, one of those guys that if he scores he has a good game, but if he doesn't score, he's not doing much. Arizona, this is this is looking to be a rock fight. Yeah, and I like because I don't imagine the Rams are going to be able to do much on the ground. Cam Akers is out, Daryl Henderson is out, so at least Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Brown, and so they're going to have to throw the ball. Also, it's a uh, a backup quarterback, and who's the favorite position of backup quarterbacks? Tight ends, hey. old reliable. Yeah. Tight ends and checkdowns. Mm-hmm. They are the guys who are in the middle of the field. They don't have to look outside. So Tyler Higby's another is one of those guys that you can be looking at. Um, you bring up a good point. I forgot Cam Akers is out as well. Yes, that means Malcolm Brown is <laughs> getting the work running back. Thirty three percent owned, and that offense is decimated right now. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Jared Goff is out. Jared Goff's out. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sean McVay doing a lot of like reverses and end rounds and mm-hmm. trying to get his wide receivers running the ball. Because yeah, it's because it, he's a he can be a a smart guy in terms of plays. So I'm sh- pretty sure at this point he'll try anything to. But let me add real quick, impromptu, not planned. Malcolm Brown, thirty three percent owned. Pick him up. You really need somebody. Go ahead and plug him in. Just based off of volume alone. Yeah, he's the like only guy. Yeah, he's going to be getting it unless they have some backup. Just, yeah, that we just don't know about. Frank Frank S'more is playing on that team. <laughs> he came on over and yeah. decided to play. All right, that's going to do it for our streamers of the week. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to you again on Wednesday if we have any updates. Maybe we'll change some streamers. Maybe we'll have some more for you. Plenty of options. The true solution to all this is don't, don't have no. fantasy football yeah. week 17. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Get off of that. Right. I mean, we're here for you, but yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. We'll still be here. Mm-hmm. Let's get on to the most important part. These are the 2020 fantasy football awards. 
yeah. We're going to have some categories for you. Thank you. We're going to have some <laughs> categories for you. The first one we're going to do is the Enigma or the Peyton Hillis Spirit Award. This Ooh, is the player that, oh, that you picked up off the waiver wire and they were amazing for you. Yes. They like you they saved your team. They were a guy who you filled in maybe for one week that ended up being on your team for the whole season. Yeah, somebody that you thought you could plug and play. Maybe somebody who in the early the early part of the season showed you some promise and you're like, you know what, I'll bench stash him for right now. And then they started doing well. So you're like, never mind. He's yeah, he's a full-on starter on this team. So we have four, count them, four nominees Ooh. in no particular order. <gasps> Brandon Ayuk. Ooh. Wide receiver. Wide receiver for the 49ers. Yes. Robert Tanyan, tight end for the Green Green Bay Packers. Okay. Justin Herbert, oh. quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. I've heard that name before. And James Robinson. His neighborhood. <laughs> James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, a bit of diversity in there in terms of position. I like it. Yeah. No, we have kind of one of each. So... Week two, we suggested, Aaron specifically suggested to pick up James Robinson, and well, the rest is history. Also, just before we go into this, these are all players that we have written about in our waiver wire section on the fantasydaydreamers.com blog section. So, just saying, you know, we do know what we're talking about to a certain extent. Yeah. There were some honorable mentions. Mike Davis was okay for uh, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um Kirk Cousins, we I feel like we said to stream every other week to waiver wire, and he was reliable. Yeah, he had that four um, week stretch. Yeah. So, who else? There was there. If you go there, you can see like there, there are hits at least every week. Yeah. So, and sometimes we're sitting there saying this is just for the week. This is for maybe two weeks. I mean, even when I suggested Brandon Ayuk week four, it was. Brandon Ayuk week four had an okay week. The next two weeks he was bad, but I was like, hold on to him. Mm. He's If Debo Samuel keeps getting hurt, he's going to be the guy. And, well, he had a tear. So, Keone, out of these four players, who do you think is the Peyton Hillis Enigma Spirit Award winner? So, I'd like to go. My, my gut kind of tells me to go with... Um, Justin Herbert, just because of the season he had. However, for this specific award, I'm going to go with James Robinson. One, because it was week two, which is basically like the first week waiver wires take place. Yeah. And he wasn't even, he was an undrafted rookie. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's give, let's give a little resume for each one. Okay. Maybe, well, maybe it'll change your mind. All right. So I'll start with Robert Tanyan. Mm-hmm. Week five, Aaron wrote about him, suggested him. Mm-hmm. He's tight end three on the year. And then week ele- weeks 11 through 15, he had a TD every game. That's five games in a row. Yeah. He has 10 touchdowns this year behind only Travis Kelsey in the tight end position. Which is really he good. He is kind of out of nowhere. He started to do real good. Um, Aaron Rodgers has never been big passing to tight ends. And Tanyan kind of changed that script. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame him for having an MVP quarterback as his quarterback. It He's like... He's the result of that, but still, like, he's getting you good numbers. Well, do you blame Tyreek Hill? No, exactly. <laughs> like, numbers are numbers. So yeah, like... and that's all that matters in fantasy. Exactly. Um, another guy we had, Brandon Ayuk. 
I first wrote about him week four. We wrote about him again when he was hot. Mm-hmm. I think week like 12, something like that. So from wide receiver week four, his rank was 28, 58, 40, 27, missed a game, 16, bye, missed a game for injury, 12, 12, 8, and then 78 this last week when they just they yeah, didn't, they didn't yeah. have anything. Well, yeah, they're on their third string quarterback. That middle stretch, week 7 to 15, he played six out of eight games, and his lowest point total was 14 and a half points. That's really good. That is a solid like that solid numbers that's that's winning you games mm-hmm. that's helping you keep it there yeah and he really could have changed he really could have flipped the script for you to go on that like late season tear to get into the playoffs and he was also a guy that was there while Debo Samuel wasn't so yeah. he filled that spot that was the big one um James Robinson like we said suggested week two by Aaron like clairvoyant he's going to finish the year top 10 and he's top five. I think. I'm saying top 10 because he's most likely missing this next week. He missed this week. Uh-huh. Um, in the ranking system we use, it doesn't update till Tuesday, like Tuesday night. Okay. So right now he's running back four. Yes. But it hasn't updated this week's stats to his rank. Okay. So I'm just going to say he's going to finish be safe, running back 10 to be safe. Really but right now he's running back four and he's missing two games. He really has, like, he's averaging 16.1 point per game. He's just, we're going to talk about him some more. Yeah. He really only had three bad weeks, and one Mm -hmm. of the weeks he had a bad week, he got injured. Yeah. He was definitely in the running for uh, Mr. Consistent at the position. Yeah. He he never had a truly bad week. Mm Mm-mm. Even his bad weeks, like his one bad week, like I said, he still got a touchdown and he was injured and he, that's the one he got injured in. Yeah. And you like, he was pretty much the only guy in that Jacksonville or Jacksonville um, team where one, you could easily rely on every week and two, you, yeah, you didn't have to worry about playing him or not. You knew you were going to, and he's pretty much the only guy on that team in terms of fantasy. I honestly think. If his team won more games, um, there'd be real strong consideration for him rookie of the year. Fair, yeah, because because I think that who they're talking about right now, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. very earned, understanding. Yes. Yeah. Quarterback gets all the glamour. True. It's it's easier to win the offensive awards at quarterback. It's the flashy. It position. just is. Yeah. Um. But the three main people we should be talking about are Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, and James Robinson. Yes. And in my personal opinion, I kind of like who we expect it from least. Okay. Giving it a boost. Mm-hmm. So you're a first round pick and you're a quarterback. I expect you to, to have right. decent numbers. Fair enough. That's that's the only case against him. You're an undrafted rookie free agent, and you start every game this year until you get hurt, and you have over a thousand yards, and you're like third in the league in rushing yards. That's kind of big to me. That's like no, that that's like hey, I'm I'm here, and I this is like you know one of those 
stories that the NFL loves to attach themselves to because it makes them look good. It's only going to look way better if this man ends his career as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Because it's like from undrafted. and It's, it's a just Kurt gonna, Warner thing. Yeah. yeah. He was bagging groceries before he won the right. Super Bowl. Yeah. That leads me into Justin Herbert is the other category. There's the other candidate. Mm-hmm. Keone suggested Herbert week three. Keone suggested Herbert mostly as just like a plug and play, like, hey, matchup guy. And yeah. quickly it became, no, this you is a guy that him. you can play him. Yes. Every week you can play him. He's QB 10 on the year. He missed the first week. Um, he already broke the rookie touchdown record. Yep, with 28. Missing the first week. And we still have a game to go. Right. In his first game out, he went toe-to-toe with Patty Mahomes, took him to overtime, lost. That's because of coaching, but that's all right. <laughs> Not <laughs> his fault. Is. Um, He truly is the only reason the Chargers aren't 2-14. and 14. Yes. He's keeping him in games. He's... Like he's doing great things. He has flashes of rookiness where he throws like that pick, but it's like that's expected. Yeah. Um, he only has had five games below 20 points this year and only one game below 15. And that was the blowout that they just got oh, against New England. Yeah. Mm. So five games from a rookie quarterback below 20 points. That means every other game he's played is above 20 points. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good fantasy numbers. Oh, yeah. And uh, he also is one of, I think, three Chargers quarterbacks with a 4,000-yard season. You got Phillip Rivers. You got Doug, Doug uh, not Doug Flutie. Um, <laughs> Doug Flutie. Why can't I think of his name? You got it. Oh, is it Doug Flutie? No, it's Dan. Uh, Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> Dan Fouts okay. and now Justin Herbert. Have four thousand yard seasons, so like he, he is doing. Th- I think the reason why why he's so high up there, and I your argument for James Robinson is is a really really good one, and I I think I it's not it didn't like Justin Herbert is being talked about because he's doing things that aren't necessarily done by rookie quarterbacks at least. He's no. He's just doing. He looks like a veteran out there. He he only has ten interceptions on the season. He has twenty eight touchdowns so far, mm-hmm. uh, passing. Right. He has four rushing TDs. It's thirty two okay. total touchdowns. Even more solid. Um. I mean, he doesn't really run the ball. Those That's... are mostly sneaks, and then the occasional like ten yard, just get it in there. Mm-hmm. He has only one game below 200 yards passing. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games above 300 yards passing. And he has one, two, three, four, five, five, three plus touchdown Jesus. games passing. Yeah, that's just. Weeks five, seven, eight. Right? Yeah. Weeks, oh, sorry, four, five, seven, eight, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, three touchdowns. Like, you can't ask for more. He He's kind of slowed down a little bit. Well, it's, I mean, they're not going to make playoffs, touchdowns. so I don't blame him for not wanting to. You know. He's also starting to deal with uh, injuries. But the thing is, he's, mm. he's slowed down, 
but now they're winning. Yes. So that's probably better, actually. It takes some pressure off him because in these games before, it was like, I mean, look at this New Orleans game. 264 yards, four touchdowns, and they lost. Yeah, that's like that's a heartbreaker. <laughs> um, this <laughs> this Denver game, 278 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. That was the worst part. Mm. Like, it really was all on him. Dang, this might change my answer. I'm just looking oh, at okay. it. No, it has. To, it still has to be James Robinson. Okay, so are we both going with James it Robinson? It has to be James then? Robinson. We wrote about him week two. You picked him up probably week two. Mm-hmm. I doubt he was okay. there week three, week four. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody you thought was going to just kind of maybe fill in here and there suddenly became at minimum your flex. Like say you say you lost Saquon Barkley and you're like, "Ugh, I got to get a running back off the waiver wire." And it's like, "Okay, I mean, it's not going to be as good, but I'm still going to I'll have that position." James Robinson was just as good. So, to have a guy come off the waiver wire who is your RB1 is pretty crazy. Yeah, I believe also looking looking at it um, I somewhere I read it was the most the teams that made the championship had the it's like they always do have like these teams have these players in common like oh, okay you're like it's like twenty percent of championship teams had these players mm-hmm. so like James Robinson was on that list because you got him and you picked up that waiver wire and you had it good. Right. Uh Travis Kelsey well, yeah. is always on that list because it's like He's... now you have a you have an extra wide receiver right there. Mm-hmm. And like just stuff like that. Okay. So he really did lead you there. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I said if even if even if you didn't have an injury and you had your team all solid but you kind of were missing that little flex, James Robinson's flex was the, the best fast flex player you could pot like in the league. So James Robinson got to get the award. Um, go ahead, DM us, James Robinson. If you actually DM me, I will go buy you a trophy and send it to you. 100%. That says you are the Peyton Hillis Spirit Award winner 2020. Yes. Yeah. And like, also like, well, not that he wouldn't be in other awards, but like Justin Herbert is up for other awards as well, I believe. Yeah. And James Robinson, it's a shame that you're not mentioned in, uh, in the conversation yeah for that also like justin herbert is gonna actually win in like an nfl award so yeah all right let's move on Mm -hmm. this is the ricky henderson steal of the year this is somebody that um in the draft you took late and they exceeded all your expectations it's not necessarily super late it could be somebody in like the sixth round, but they performed like the first round mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it's a little different than waiver wire. Everybody that we said for the waiver wire was not in drafted. most leagues, not drafted. Their right. ADP was too low. We based it off of 10 team, 16 roster spots. So 160 picks. Mm-hmm. And they were outside of that range. Mostly these guys who came in around there. Yeah. Nominees. Antonio Gibson, ah. ADP running back 43 or 129 overall, finished RB13, 
Ryan Tannehill, ADP at QB was 21, 132 overall. He's QB7 right now. Stefan Diggs, ADP, wide receiver 23, 57 overall. He's wide receiver 6 before the Monday night game he had last night. I think that will change things. <laughs> yes. So let's go. Let's get into the resume a little bit. Let's start with Stefan Diggs. Before last, like I'll include his stats in. He is the lead. He is leading the league in receptions. Mm-hmm. He is leading the league in yards, and he has eight touchdowns. The eight touchdowns is the one thing that is lacking from this man's resume. Yeah. Everybody valued him lower because it was his first year with a new quarterback, a whole new team, a whole new system. Um, Josh Allen had questions on could he really get it done through the air? Was he just kind of a fancy running back who threw every once in a while? And, well, they kind of spent this year proving him wrong, putting their money where their mouth is, you know, rubbing it in their face. Yeah. Um. Stefan Diggs is one of those guys that just, once again, you you put in, you leave him there, and and you were confident every week he was going to do at least something. Yeah. So, I think it's Stefan Diggs. Is, oh, I think he might have passed it now. I don't know how many total receptions he has. He had like one eleven before, uh, the Monday night game. Okay, it might have been 114. Because the stat I saw said like 114. and He has the Bills record now. For no, 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 I know. But it, he was second in terms of most receptions by a player, move like a veteran player moving to a new team. And with the record was 118. But yes, you're right. He has multiple Bills records in terms of most receptions in a season, most receiving yards in a season, and oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of somebody else, but yeah, he's he's just setting records, and him and Josh Allen are kind of adorable together. Like they <laughs> seem like they're having so much fun, and they're like just best of buddies. You you really hope for this Bills team to be good and not just this one year thing. Yeah, because they are fun to watch they're fun to watch they have great energy and there's not really anything negative about them i can think of like there's no negative press there's no like bad news about them there's no drama or anything like that it's just all positive to interrupt stefan diggs had 111 before last oh, night I'm sorry okay. he had nine receptions last night he has the record then. he has 120 receptions he now has the record for most receptions by a veteran player moving to a new team. It is very possible he could finish the year with 130 catches. Yeah. And that would be like third or something for... PPR monster. Yes. This was not expected from the man. But that's that's in like, I want to say, that would be like the top five receptions in a season? Just in general? Mm, close. close. Okay. But no, one forty something, right? For yeah, one thirty. One thirty is fair. I don't want to say common, but top it 10, is. Then. Yeah, it's okay. it's fairly top twenty five. You know what? Yeah, top one hundred. That you know what? Top, <laughs> just top. Um, let's go to the next one. We have uh, Ryan Tannehill. 
Okay. Like I said, ADP QB 21, 132 overall. He's QB 7 on this year, 21.5 points per game. He n- never finished outside the top 24. Never. So, we're looking at consistency. Yeah. He had it. Yeah. A lot of the time it was middle of the road. Right. But he had it. And you know what? I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but this is an important factor. When looking at a lot of these players, especially next year, when you're like, where did they finish last year? If you, if a player played in every game, they probably finished fairly high. Yeah. And that'll come up with somebody that we're going to talk about later, a little spoiler alert, but Cooper Cup Mm. had a disappointing year this year. Yes. But Cooper Cup hasn't missed a game. And because of that, that's partially he's why. wide receiver 18. <laughs> In reality, he, he wasn't. No. But with people like Julio Jones missing games. Um, A lot of people getting of the, injured. Yeah. And then look at what just happened this week. All of the Browns wide receivers were out. Yep. Wide receiver one was uh, Austin Hooper. Who yeah. Who was a tight end. <laughs> so it, it it's just very possible like with how many games are randomly sprinkled in that are missing Lamar Jackson missed a game due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, The Broncos had a practice squad dude have to come up and play quarterback. Um, They actually, they had to ask the NFL if their coach could suit up. 100%. They asked if their offensive coordinator could suit up and play emergency quarterback. Because he knew the plays and he could at least be on the field. He could at just he could sit there, call the plays in the huddle. They would still run the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, and then if anything, he would just throw slants. The NFL said no, he wasn't a player. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins was allowed to play. But we all know what happened to him this <laughs> so, week. Oh yes. That's a big piece of news we forgot to mention. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins was waived by the Washington football team. It's one of the earliest like waivers of a first round pick. In NFL history. I disagreed with the move with Alex Smith possibly still being hurt and like no other quarterback. Fair enough. <laughs> I, would like, you would you wait to like they're out of the playoffs to do it? Yes. Okay. Okay. But you're still going to drop him though. I Yes. Okay. I'm completely agree with the move to okay. waive him. It's the timing. Yeah. Doing That's it this week point. did not matter. You took away his captainship. You can drop him to third string. You can go pick up, do what the... Um, what happened, just happened with Blake Bortles and the Rams. Mm. Go pick up a practice squad player. Yeah. Do it today. That way he can clear COVID protocols. And at least he's there Saturday night. Throw him a playbook or just be like, you know what? Just draw it in the sand if we need him to play emergency. Right. But don't cut Dwayne Haskins without having more backup plans. Yeah, they're only the, like the one healthy quarterback. Yeah. So <laughs> Grab a Heineken, whatever his name is. <laughs> so... Back to Tannehill, mm. he was just very consistent. He he never killed your team if he had a if he had a bad week. Quote quote. He never killed the team. It was just a little like under. Oh, it was Derek, like okay. Derrick Henry did very good that he, week. Yeah, he's like okay. Ryan Tannehill got me sixteen points. Not mad. Mm. And then Ryan Tannehill one week got five touchdowns. <laughs> so it was. He was he was a, a surprise. Yeah, to be sure. Um, he's. That the whole point of this is he's gone past expectations. Yeah. Next one we have Antonio Gibson. Mm. 
running back 43 or 129 overall. That's about 12th, 13th round you're taking him. He's running back 13 on the year. He's missed the past two games. He's going to miss probably like this last game. uh, Maybe. We're hoping. From week 7 to 12, when he was on fire before Mm -hmm. he got injured Mm -hmm. and when they really farted, farted, really started to unleash him, he had no game lower than 11 points. And he was running back 6. The shame is he got injured yeah, during that and, time and that's just a thing that is is kind of just happened so much this year like but people get injured that's also a 30 point jump yeah in adp and where he landed right um he was a, a rookie so people probably you know you don't have that history with him but he is a he's a solid guy for that like he's a necessary part for that team yeah he's for the future too oh yeah future they're they're building they're i think moving forward they have a solid team if they can um, if they can figure things out yeah like, they yeah. need to draft some linemen i can see that um but the, like i said earlier their offense has each of its pieces if they're healthy yeah i agree so, out of these three, unless you had anything else. for No, no, no. Out of these three, I think the Ricky Henderson steal of the year. Tony Gibson had that big jump. But all my stats are from week seven to 12. He wasn't mm-hmm. unleashed yet right. until then. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, I think, was too... He he's been very consistent, but mm-hmm. like we said earlier, game, game manager ish. Yeah, and he never he never killed your team, which was nice, especially in a year where, like I said, Lamar Jackson even missed a game, and Drew Locke missed a game, and all these quarterback, all everybody's getting injured or COVID, and it's just a rig, like it's just random at this point. I gotta go, Stefan Diggs. Uh, can you can you go through the? Their ADP again, just one more time. Antonio Gibson's ADP was 43 running back. Mm-hmm. Do you want the overall? Yeah. 129 overall. Okay. Ryan Tannehill was QB 21, 132 overall. Okay. Um, Stefan Diggs was 23 wide receiver, 57 overall. Okay, so you're saying he was picked wide receiver 23? He was the twenty third, twenty third wide receiver off the board. Okay, then then yes, I'd, I'd pick Stephon Diggs because he hit immediately for you. He started playing solid, and his just his numbers this year are showing you, like, that he's a top, I'd say top ten wide receiver. Yeah. So he, I, I, I think he's had the most impact for your team. The hardest part about picking Stefan Diggs is technically wide receiver 23 is bottom tier wide receiver two. Okay. Cause 12 team, you do 12 You're right. team league top 24 wide receivers are the, you know, top 12 or wide receiver one top, you know, so he's wide receiver two. And now he's, he's top 50% of wide receiver ones at the ranking he has right now. Okay. For then, but I know he's he has such that, a big impact. He has that consistency yes. and he's that he hasn't missed a game this year. His 
worst game of the year was against the Chargers. Okay. He had seven catches, 39 yards, no touchdown. Right. I don't think they played well. That The Bills don't didn't play well that game. They won because it's the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other worst game was the Jets, six catches, 48 yards, no touchdown. But besides those games, okay, he had other games where he only had less than 50 yards, he got a touchdown. And then every other game besides that, he caught at least 80 yards. Okay, well, for me, okay, I have him in another award, so I'm going to go actually with Ryan Tannehill. Because okay. you said RB21 on the year? Yeah. There's a huge difference. Like or QB21. I'm sorry, QB21. Um, there's, And I know that's still technically a QB2, maybe, like, or just pushing if it's a 10-man league. But the QB3, difference, the, but the difference between a low-end, like, QB2... The and difference in QB one and QB two, though, is is how many how many two QB leagues are there? Right, which is also why Stefan like because think about it, QB two. Twenty one is a QB two mm-hmm. was drafted one hundred and thirty second overall, behind running back forty three. <laughs> okay, yeah, and Stefan Diggs was wide receiver twenty three, and he was fifty seventh overall. True, you're getting him as a backup. So, oh yeah, no, no, I, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the steal was, of the year. Ryan Tannehill was selected as a um, bye week plugin. Yeah, essentially. and he exceeded it. Yeah, I still got to go with Stefan Dix. Fair enough. And I, I have him in just, another award, so that's why I'm it's just this, saving it's him. It's just too consistent. So, congratulations, Stefan Diggs. DM us. I, like I said, I will send you a trophy. Also, congratulations, Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah. Also, Sorry, Antonio Gibson. Being nominated was an award itself. And if you if you DM me, I will change my answer on Twitter. And I mean, we already DM'd Ron Rivera to play you, so you should thank us. Yeah, you're welcome for that. So um, I'll take uh, one game check as a thank you. Just uh, send that to Ian at FantasyDayDreamers.com. This next one, I couldn't think of a name, and I'm really sorry for it. It's just the second half superstar. This is person. These are people who were fairly cold in the first half. Um, I will say this: it's first half of the game, so the first eight games to mm, me. Right. So if they had a bye week, it technically was week nine. If they didn't have a bye week until after that, then it was a little later. Okay. Um, there were some people. I think there's like one guy on this list who technically only really started hitting with five games left, but it's they hit really a, hard. Yeah. So. Let's go through the nominees. Oh. Justin Jefferson. Mm. David Montgomery. Mm. J.K. Dobbins. Okay. Let's go through the resumes. Mm. Justin Jefferson. First eight games, he had two good weeks. In those two good weeks, though, he was wide receiver two and wide receiver one. Okay. He had two great weeks. Right. But five out of the games, five out of the eight games he played in that first half, in the first half of the season, he was wide receiver 52 or worse. Ooh. He had 91.8 points in the first eight games. 62.1 points came in the, in those two great weeks. Okay. So that's like 30 points in, in five, two weeks. He had 35.1 in the other one, like 27 or whatever it is. He, 
he really showed out those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't doubt that. But every other week, he was you. You had to get really lucky plugging yeah. him in and playing him. And most likely, you weren't getting lucky. You were just leaving him on your bench, and then you were mad that he was on your bench. Yes. Since week ten, that's when his okay. That's when the second half started. Since this is week seventeen, it's only seven games. Right. He's been wide receiver three. Wow. He has 112.7 points in those last seven games. So that's, what, 22 more points in one less game? Mm-hmm. And only two of his – two out of five – oh, sorry. Whoa. I wrote that really weird. Okay. Um, He only had two games outside the top 24. One of them was uh, wide receiver 25. Okay, so just so right there. barely outside. Mm-hmm. And the other one was wide receiver 45 in week 14. Mm. He really got it done for you in the second half of the year. He really propelled you oh, yeah. to um, to some wins. And he he looked like the much-needed replacement to Stefan Diggs, mm. who we just talked about. The biggest issue with him is he has seven touchdowns. Yeah. So... He does sort of get vultured by touchdowns by Thielen and now by Irv Smith. To us, like, um, so he's not that guy. However, he, fun fact, he is the first rookie since Odell in 2014 to have 1,200 uh, receiving yards and seven touchdowns. So he's it's, doing. It's a good sign. He's doing really, really good things um, as. A rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he has about 1,300 yards right now with a game to play. Also, he's getting a good amount of targets in the second half. In five games out of the, in that stretch, he has 10 or more targets. So before, before week 10, not including week 10, he had one game with 10 or more targets. Yeah. And now from week 10 on, he has one, two, three three, four, five games with 10 targets, mm-hmm. at least. And he has multiple games this season with over 100 yards. He has one, two, three, four, five, six games, 100 yards. Yeah. He's he's getting it done yardage-wise. He's just not catching the touchdowns. But for a rookie wide receiver, he really helped your team in the second half of the season, and you could put him in – and he would get you a lot of points and probably got you into playoffs, if anything. Yeah. So let's go David Montgomery next. His first half of the season, he wasn't bad. Um, he was okay. But he only had one game above 20 points in his first half. Since he came back from the injury, which was – which week was that? I think that I was like week 9 or 10. Um, week 9, 10, or 11, or 12, or 13. Well – he he got injured and then they had a bye, so he rested. Oh, it was week twelve is when his first came back from injury. Okay, <laughs> it's felt like forever. So, like I said, before in the first half, he only had one game above twenty points. Mm-hmm. Since the injury, he's only had one game below twenty points, and wow. he had nineteen point one. <laughs> his running back ranks are seven, one, seven, one. Nine, he is running back one over the the course of those five weeks, and he is dominating. 
He's getting it done both ways, receiving, running. And like we said about Trubisky, they're really just clicking now. And this is the guy you want. Yeah, I think also a part of that is Trubisky coming in. Because for yeah. a portion of that those early games, Trubisky wasn't playing. And we can see the the difference between Trubisky playing and Trubisky not playing. But that doesn't take away from what Montgomery has done. Because I'm going to start from, like, since week eight, I'm going to include. So week eight, he had over a, uh, over 100 total yards, both receiving and rushing. And in the past five weeks, he has had at least a touchdown and at least 100 total yards in each of those games. Man's dominating. Which is stupid. And he's one of the main reasons why Chicago has the potential to make playoffs. It also really helps that they came into uh, a really favorable schedule for running backs. Yes. And these games that he's dominating, it's Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, and then next week is Green Bay again. But still, numbers I, are numbers. Yeah, numbers are numbers, and I see... He gets it done. I see him getting it done again next week. Mm. That's the big one. Last person we're going to talk about, J.K. Dobbins. Before week 11... Dobbins had two top 24 weeks with a running back 15 in week one and running back 17 in week eight. That's not great, but it was part of the committee. Mm. Since week 11, his worst rank was running back 19, and it was this past week, and his lowest output was 13.1 points. That's solid. He's clearly taking over this backfield. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, right before the bye week, he was running back six against Tennessee or sorry, not the bye week. Then he lost that game to COVID Mm. and he had to sit out and then he's just been solid. I'm not saying he's been like winning your league solid, but he's, he's getting it done. He's Mm -hmm. 13.7, 13.1 points is not something to no shy away from. Solid RB two numbers. Yeah. So Um, he's getting it done. He has five weeks in a row with a touchdown, which is always really, really good. And his only game over 100 yards came in week eight, so this second half of the season. And just in terms of just like the Ravens rushing attack, they have 38 weeks in a row with at least 100 rushing yards, which is five games shy of the Steelers record they had in the 70s. And... You know what the thing is, too? At the beginning of the year, we were talking about how the Ravens weren't looking like the Ravens. Now they are. Yeah, they're 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 looking good at the best time that they can. And they're playing Cincinnati next. They yeah. they have the easiest road to the playoffs. Um, Who do you got for this one? I think because of both what he has done in terms of fantasy and what it's meant for that team as a whole... I'm going to go with David Montgomery because as much as the numbers are really impressive for Justin Jefferson, especially as a rookie, I think because David Montgomery is looking so good and Chicago is going to potentially make playoffs as a part as definitely in part due to Montgomery's play. I think because of both of those factors, I think I have to, I'm going to pick Montgomery. 
I'm going to go a little different from you. I'm going to go Jefferson. Okay. Because I, for this award, I think the contrast is very important. And the contrast between Justin Jefferson's first half of the season and mm-hmm. his back half of the season is much more okay. extreme. Fair enough. Um, Dave Montgomery has elevated. He's starting to get it. Um, but looking at it, he had four weeks in a row where his worst week was RB24. He was a solid RB2 Okay. in the first half of the season. He was just he had some bad weeks sprinkled in, mm-hmm. and then now he's RB1. So he improved, mm-hmm. and he had that second half push. But Justin Jefferson went from wider, like a wide receiver that was only in the conversation because of two breakout games, mm-hmm. and then every other week it was just like, no, you, you like, I I wasn't touching Jefferson. I was like, I can't start this man. I'm not picking him up in, D- in DFS unless I'm just shooting like rolling the dice. Right. And then suddenly he became somebody who I couldn't afford in DFS. I had to go for value. So. That's why I'm giving him the award. Okay. I think it is just his second half was a bigger elevation. So that's a, that's a good argument. Yeah. Jefferson, Montgomery, please DM us. Yeah. Like I said, I'll buy you that award. Let's go for my favorite award of the night. <laughs> the Kevin Sorbo Disappointed Award of the Year. We have a lot of nominees. We're not going to talk really resumes with all of them. This one's just kind of how we feel about them. Yeah. First one, Tyler Lockett. Jared Goff, second one. Third one, Cam Newton. Carson Wentz. A lot of quarterbacks. Todd Gurley. Cooper Cup. Michael Thomas. Mm. I'll say briefly some things. Todd Gurley seems to have lost his job. Yeah, can't you, finish a season. You can't. Yeah, he just gets he just gets beaten down. Such a drop off. Like after the bye, it's such a drop off of what he had been doing. I don't. What did I have? Cam Newton can't finish a game. Yeah, <laughs> he, right, he gets yeah, benched yeah. halfway through. He had like fifty eight yards in this past in game, this yeah. yeah in this Monday night against, game. I mean, it was against the Bills, but still, that's I think Jared Stidham did better. Carson Wentz officially <sighs> lost his job rough he's had a rough year but i mean he's another guy who can't finish a season and he rides on the coattails of i'm I'm gonna he rides on the coattails of his backup and he got a ring because of it i mean i know he got him there to like he he was mvp candidate that year true but he cannot finish a season so and his backups come in and do better than him carson went so i i was talking to ryan about this who is an eagles fan yes um like a couple years ago, maybe I think right after they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Where I said, Carson Wentz is going to miss six games guaranteed every year. What if you just don't start him weeks one through six? Oh. And that way he plays his whatever and then he can play all the way up to the Super Bowl because he won't get injured yet. Ah. I know it doesn't work like that, but that was just a fun thing. Interesting. Yeah, just... Yeah, Jared Goff is just really on here because that offense looks more lackluster. Cam Akers has been getting it done lately when he's not hurt. The, but uh, that's also more personal because we recommended him twice. Yeah, he was one of the original guys. So he was one of the – he was part of I, – I don't know if he was the inaugural person for this award, but – He might have He was been. one of the first it guys. It was so bad. It, it, was, it was really, really 
bad. And he also, in good match, in like super, super good matchups, doesn't do the job. No. So no. You, ha- you can't be like, you can't be anything but You can lead a horse to water. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tyler Lockett was another one. Where the first three weeks he was dominating, had three touchdowns. Then he fell off for two weeks, had a bye. It happens. DK seemed to be taking over, and then right after the bye, forty-five points mm. just dropped it on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, he's been riding those two big weeks, the forty-five and the thirty-two point weeks, and that is seventy points right there. And that's the only reason he is still. Like wide receiver thirteen, he is target dependent, and that offense is is has switched places since they were like their like their defense is better, their offense is lacking. Ever yeah. since Russell Wilson tried to get trademarked, let <laughs> Russ cook. It's just that's a what you shame. get. That's what you get. It's an absolute shame. I don't think Tyler Lockett has scored Mm-mm. in forever, and he, the the worst part about it. Since week eight, Tyler Lockett has scored the ball once, and he hasn't had more than 67 receiving yards. It's not what you want to see. Another one, Michael Thomas, though. So we specifically chose people not – we tried to pick people who weren't injured the whole year. Because you could easily go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is the biggest disappointment because he's he was the number one overall pick, and he played two games – Three games. Three games. At each, like, 25 points. Yeah, three each. Yeah, he... And the only reason why I think he would still maybe be a contender for disappointment is because of the way where they were treating him, like Joe Mixon, where it's like, you, he might come back. Matt Rule, disappointed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the there year. we go. There we go. Matt Rule. So, um, and Zach Taylor, too, for messing around with Joe Mixon. Yes. Michael Thomas, though, uh, he played seven games. In four of those seven games, his best finish was wide receiver 48. He has zero touchdowns yeah. this year. He's never had above 15 points in a game this season. And he's only averaging 63 yards a game in right. the games he's played. So that's also disappointing. Right. This is this is a guy who has the record for most receptions in a season. And he's was like, oh, Michael. And you probably got him in the first round. I know uh, a lot I of people like, did. I think I had eighth picked this year or ninth pick and I picked him yeah so for a first round guy and I guess like we understand he was injured but this is because of the games he played he it it was like he was a guy that wasn't reflective of that number one spot and so if he had come in in those games and be like yes I'm Michael Thomas that would be fine but he didn't so I'm I'm going to eliminate Michael Thomas from this oh, from the running work Okay, just enough. because the argument the argument could be made that while because he's back to the IR right now, mm-hmm. so the argument could be made that even though he was back in those games, he was, he still, was still injured. injured. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Did we talk I about th- Cooper Cup? Just. Oh yeah, he has eight games above ten points and only four games above fifteen points this season. He has seven weeks with fifty yards or less Jeez. this season, and he only has three touchdowns on the year. Cooper Cup. It was supposed to be Cooper Cup and Robert Woods like competing for who's the better one, and uh, like, and I get Robert Woods has the touchdowns, but unlike Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, where one gets the touchdowns, one, one gets, gets the, the yards. yards. Robert Cooper, Woods also has the yards. <laughs> yes, like Cooper Cup is not getting the yards. So. I don't okay Jared Goff 
I can't I can't say. I can't say he's the disappointing because he was always just middle of the pack uh yeah, quarterback. No, I know. He's but So I think he's out. Fair enough. Cam Newton, same thing. Cam Newton, maybe you started riding him high when um he had like those first two weeks yeah, that he was two there. Touchdowns, yeah. like two rushing touchdowns a yeah, game. Yeah, and he was something. like showing it off and it was like, okay, maybe Cam Newton. But otherwise, I personally I just stayed away. I was like, no, I don't That's trust fair. it. That, yeah, they yeah. have no talent. Fair enough. I gotta take him out. Carson Wentz. I know somebody um on a personal level that made a trade Josh Allen for Carson Wentz um and some picks and by the way one of those one of those draft picks that he traded in a dynasty league turned into Justin Herbert um and also the player he traded Josh Allen to for Carson Wentz won the dynasty championship who who was that the who won the who, dynasty who won championship, the dynasty championship? Um, I believe it was me and against who, JJ. And who and who traded you, uh, Josh Allen, for Carson Wentz? Intern In- Aaron. So, uh, just a reminder. Worst trade deal of the year. Oh, my God. So, Carson Wentz, in people's minds, was why like quarterback one tier. And like people, he was a like guy 12. like who people were legitimately Expecting. talking about like when they say the future. Like that's yeah. Really like good. they expect him to do it, and that, and he just he fell off. Even Ryan at the beginning of the year was like, his passing's not getting it done, but he's been running well, and like uh, doesn't he have uh, like a a lot of turnovers? Yeah. Well. See, the thing is, I'm trying to think of who, if I had all of these guys on my team, mm-hmm. who would I move away from first? Okay. And if I move away from you first, I'm less disappointed in you okay and i think the person on this list that was the hardest to move away from was tyler lockett Hmm. just because he had he had that 45 point game he started off the year three great weeks two bad weeks but it happens and he still has russell wilson and at any point, the Seahawks could throw for 400 yards. I mean, Russell Wilson those, like had four touchdowns, five touchdowns, five touchdowns. The first three games. Mm-hmm. Like, stupid amount. Yeah. Madden numbers. Mm. And so, that was hard. I, it's, it's between Tyler Lockett and Carson Wentz for me. I, what about Todd Gurley? Because <coughs> for a good portion of the season... You like he wasn't necessarily getting yards, but he was getting touchdowns. And we've said over and over and over again, touchdowns are super, super important in this league. And then they get the bye, and you're like, all right, they're coming off the bye. And it's like, what happened? But is that disappointing on the year? And how much draft capital did you put into? Todd Gurley. I think he could potentially been an early draft for draft pick for people. But I think most people were smart enough to move away. He's been having knee issues. He's okay. had those injuries. And you were the first half of the season was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected him to get like a hundred yards rushing every day. Nobody expected him to get twenty five plus touches a game. You kind of expected those max fifteen touches and you're hoping one to two of them were in the red zone for a score. 
and he was doing that. Okay. He had a fairly good beginning of the beginning of the year. All right. All right. Um, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Carson Wentz just just to add to his misery this year because it just feels appropriate. It is not your year, Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. It is not your year. That's why you're getting this award, in my opinion. I am. Yeah. It's just. It feels fitting given the year that has happened for him. He seems like the epitome of both disappointing and disappointed. So. Um, oh man, I'm. Like, I gotta look up his his draft uh, position. QB eleven. That means he was he was supposed to be a QB one tier. That means it is somebody that you went and grabbed. Yeah. This is this like, is your this is quarterback be my starter. This is my quarterback for the year. I can go get in the fourteenth, fifteenth round a QB two to fill in for that bye week. And he's nope. no longer playing. Yeah. Okay, I gotta agree. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. Carson Wentz. Congratulations, Carson Wentz. Do not DM us. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we don't want any of that. For the last award that we're gonna be talking about, we don't want to be your shoulder to cry on. <laughs> you know what? DM me if you need to cry. Oh, I'll, that's true. I'll listen. No, that's, that's fair enough. Um, if you if you're feeling anything like that, speak to somebody. Talk to somebody. Yes, we're very pro therapy here. Yeah. Um, the final award, the most well, important award. I, mean, I think we have, I have, Oh, Oh yeah. Stuff. I forgot. I forgot about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go off on your little tangent. But so this is an award that, um, I had given, I had, I had talked about it a lot and there was a few people that I had talked about being Cole Beasley and then TJ Hawkinson came in there. And of course, if you've been listening, you know this is the Mr. Consistent Award. And when I came up with that award, one, it was a way to, one, talk about Cole Beasley a lot. Because that's just fun, and I love to do that, as you know. <laughs> Two, my original conception of that honor, or whatever you would want to put upon it, was that it was not a main guy. It was more of a guy that, you know, isn't really you didn't necessarily expect them to have top numbers every week but they actually performed pretty well for a decent amount of time however as much as I'd like to have done that and given somebody that award for the entire year somebody like Cole Beasley or TJ Hawkinson just couldn't do that for the entirety of the year and so unfortunately as much as I would have liked to get, and this year is sort of screwy with that. This, this award, Mr. Consistent is going to guys that are sort of in the top of their position, but that's also because they had been consistent all year. There's, there's nobody who is just sitting around getting 10 points every week. Yeah. So as much as I, as much as I'd like to give it to somebody and and that's the true essence of this award is to give it to somebody like a wide receiver three or a running back two or something like that, who is consistent every week that just hasn't happened this season. And so hopefully moving forward in years to come, that can, that award can go to its true home of somebody who like really feels that, but this year that's just not the case. So I have a player for each position. By that the, is Mr. Consistent. By the way, if somebody got literally just 10 points every four, week. I have nominees. I have four oh, nominees. Yeah. Okay, sorry. If, if everybody had, if that player just got 10 points every week, they'd be running back 16 with 160 points right. this year. 
but nobody has been that level of consistent. And, and, it, and it's an it's all right. Let's yeah. hear your nominees. Okay, <clears throat> my nominees are not necessarily going to be surprising, but they shouldn't be. No, but again, like it's there's a reason why they're consistent, or why they're the top guys, and it's because they're consistent. So I have got Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Dalvin Cook, yeah, Stephon Diggs, yeah, and Travis Kelsey. Do you want to hear? I'm not even going to make an argument. I already know my winner. Okay. It's Travis Kelsey. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's Travis Kelsey. So I'm just like we've been doing. I'm going to give um, some some little facts or whatever based off each person just to, you know, potentially keep them in the or say why they are deserving of this. Aaron Rodgers, if you haven't heard, is um, on pace to be MVP of the year. <gasps> what? Yeah. And... Because and with that, he pretty much has only he he only has one week with no touchdowns. Every other week, he has at least two touchdowns, which is stupid. With the majority of those weeks being at least two passing touchdowns or more. There was one week where he had one one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown, and that was like this past week, not this week against the Titans, but the week before that where he scored both those in the first half, and then who knows what happened in that second half. Um, but other than that, there's only one week in this year where he has not scored a touchdown. And that's just sort of mind-boggling. He has over 40 on the year, and only five interceptions. And he is just getting you points. Moving on, Dalvin Cook. I wanted to say James Robinson in this, but I think Dalvin Cook was a little bit more consistent in terms of scoring. And he only has three weeks without a touchdown. And he has nine weeks with over 100 total yards, with eight of those being weeks where he scored over 100 rushing yards. And he only really had one bad week with... The, in that week, still scoring over 80 yards total. So that's not really like a bad week for him, but a good week for a lot of other running backs. So for the most part, Dalvin Cook has been very, very consistent in terms and among the top tight ends or among, I'm sorry, among the top running backs, the most consistent. Only four weeks Dalvin Cook was not ranked in the running back one tier. Yeah. And even then, three of those four weeks, he was still running back two. And only one week was he not running back one or two. And then Stefan Diggs. We've already talked a ton about Stefan Diggs. Like, we're sorry, tier. Not oh, literally okay. running back number one or number two of the week. Just tier, running back yeah, one, yeah. two tier. So outside the top 24. Um, we already talked about Stefan Diggs. He is setting records like left and right. Yeah, he's getting it done. And you might be thinking, oh, well, what about the other wide receiver? I'm I'm gonna save him for like our last last. Cole Beasley? Yes. He Cole BB Cole BB Cole BB Cole BB Diamonds. In my heart he is. Um and then Travis Kelsey um has one bad has had one bad week. Um and that was against New England. And we all know what New New England does against what? the teams. One bad week, week. What? I think. No, it should have been against Denver. Yeah, versus Denver, he had a bad Why week. Why did I see New England? New England, New England, he had his second worst week. Okay, maybe that's... 
But against Denver Week Seven was his bad week. Well, so let me let me talk about Kelsey. Yeah, please do. Kelsey has. So if we're doing tight end, the top twelve is tight end one, and then the next twelve are to twenty four is tight end two. Travis Kelsey has oh, one yeah. week outside of tight end one numbers. My bad. You're right. Nobody else is that close. Nobody. Travis Kelsey had one bad week. One. Every other week, he was top 10 for that week in the position. And only one week, he was number 10. Every other week, he was six or better. Mm. He had two weeks, 10 or worse. Everybody else in the league is nowhere close to that. Even Darren Waller, who's tight end two, is 60 points behind him. Travis Kelsey, before Stephon Diggs went off on Monday night, was leading the league in receptions. He has 11 touchdowns on the year. He's dominating. It's, it's Travis Kelsey for me. Mostly just, two because he's in the position that has zero consistency. Yes. Can, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, a, that's a very like because the couple of these guys like Aaron Rodgers like I said only one week without any touchdowns yeah but that's I mean that's pretty incredible there's still like but, Kyler Murray who's only had I think like two bad weeks uh, Patrick a three week stretch but yeah yeah Patrick Mahomes who had like his bad weeks were quarterback two numbers which is whatever what so what Travis Kelsey is doing like for his position. Sets him at like Mr. Yeah. The only other people who are more consistent at tight end are the people who have caught zero balls this year. Oh. And it's because they're consistently bad. Yes. So that's my pick. No, I I agree with you. Given, given what he's done for that position, he is the most consistent given a position that we've talked about being like defined by its inconsistency. So congratulations, Travis Kelsey. You're Mr. Consistent. For the 2020 season. Damn us. Mm. Um, for this next one, we have MVP. Um, there are no nominees. I'm just going to say who my MVP is. Okay. Um, and I'm going to debate. And then Keone can say if he has any nominees personal ones to him. Yeah. So I only... Okay. Technically, I have two that I'm just worried about. Oh. I could do three. I don't want to do any quarterbacks because okay. I don't think any quarterback this year dominated like Lamar did last year or Patrick Mahomes did two years ago to the point of like, oh my God, these guys are just like like dominating every week to do it. So the three guys I'm going to mention the only, are all fairly obvious. The only exception I would make to that would be maybe Justin Herbert, but he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So yeah. that's he gets it there. That's his MVP. So... Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, and Travis Kelsey. Wow. You, like, those are my same guys. Like, I think we, this is sort of a, a default one. I think we just picked the guys that were the top of their. But it's hard not to say that because while we did just talk about Mr. Consistency. Um, there's a difference. There is a slight difference. These guys are still consistent. Alvin Kamara. Let, let's look at Alvin Kamara. He had one week outside of the top 24. Mm-hmm. 
he had four weeks total outside the top 12. One of those weeks was 13. Even when Taysom Hill was there and we were worried about him not catching the ball, mm-hmm. he still at least scored besides that one week. He he is the guy, and it, it – it does help that he scored six touchdowns this past week and Jeez. really helped his draft stock. Set like a tied a record. So an NFL record. Don't get me wrong, that really boosted him, but it's not like he wasn't getting it done this whole year. Mm-hmm. So Alvin Kamara had that off year last year. He was personally he was my guy for the year. Like mm-hmm. in the running back position, I was like, this is the guy who's gonna do it. I didn't think that was a bold take, but he did better than I thought he would. Mm. So that's Alvin Kamara. We just talked about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey in a position that you it's it's hard to predict. He's he's the only one that is easy to predict. Mm-hmm. And he's putting up wide receiver numbers. Yes. Like he like we said so many times, you can get him early early in the draft and be very happy with that. Like you didn't waste a spot or anything and you got that tight end spot locked. Travis Kelsey based on points, total points, would be wide receiver three this year. That's ridiculous. Ahead of the current wide receiver three, Calvin Ridley, by 30 points. <laughs> would he be ahead of Stephon Diggs? Uh, well, we okay, it's, yeah, it, it hasn't, it hasn't calculated it. this most recent week. But it would be probably be close. Yeah. Stephon Diggs got like 40 points this week. He had three touchdowns, 145 yards. Yeah, he would still be ahead of Stephon Diggs. Oh, wow. Really? He has 260. Stephon Diggs has 217 before this week is calculated. So, yeah. Um, And then Devontae Adams. The last one is Devontae Adams. The hardest part for saying him is he missed two weeks. Mm -hmm. But when he's in the game, it's just... It's not even close who's the it's not close who's the best wide receiver in the league. No. It's Devontae Adams. Here's a fun fact about Devontae Adams. He has seventeen receiving touchdowns. That is more than five other teams receiving touchdown totals. So he has scored more individually than teams have, and those teams are the Carolina Panthers with sixteen. The Jets with 15, the Washington football team with 14, the Giants with 10, and the Patriots with 8. So, that's crazy how an individual player can score more than teams. The man's a walking touchdown. Yeah, like, he lives in the end zone. Aaron Rodgers was mad that they didn't get him any help, but you know what? I don't want to say he didn't need help because Devontae Adams is just that good, but it feels like Devontae, it's Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers against the world. Pretty much, yeah. And it, it, he's really helped by having Aaron Rodgers, much like in the same Travis Kelsey is helped by having Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. so um, I think it's between those two. Um, uh, not uh, Devontae Adams and Alvin Kamara. But Kravis Kelsey. I'll I'll go answer mine first. My MVP of the season. 
is Travis Kelsey. Mm. You got him as a tight end, and he's putting up wide receiver numbers. He's beating the next closest guy by 60 points. He hasn't missed a game. He has had one bad game. He's dominating absolutely in his position. It's not even close. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara kind of needed to score 55 points this past week to really cement him as the RB1. Um, And he's only 15 points ahead of the next best guy. That's true. Those six touchdowns really helped him because he has 21 touchdowns total now. And so minus those six, that's only 15 on the year. And that's still a lot. It's great. It's still great. So I really got to go with Travis Kelsey. He also was leading the league until, and like he's number two in the league right now behind Stefan Diggs, like by only like 50 yards. And he's a tight end. In in all of NFL history, tight ends have not been great until we've seen this renaissance. I don't even want to say renaissance. It's not even like a reopening. It's just this revolution Mm. um, in the past decade, maybe two decades. Yeah. Like, think about it. Since 2000, we've seen probably the top four tight ends of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like Jason Witten... Um, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, now probably Travis Kelsey. If George Kittle can stay healthy, maybe he can enter that competition. He still has a f- some years left, yeah. And then before that, who did we have? Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. Mike Ditka. Uh, but the, even Mike Ditka was a really good for what they needed. Mm. Kellen Winslow was like the, yeah. first, the first receiving yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I agree with Kelsey. He's... He's doing something we don't really we don't see at the position and he's doing it well and he's performing like he's in another position when he's not. So I don't like to stack these awards as you've seen I tried to give a player if they're in multi, or if they're up for multiple awards I try to give them only one of those awards if anything. However, I agree with Ian because what Travis Kelsey has done for the position compared to what the other players have done for their position, Travis Kelsey has blown the competition out of the water. And he is just doing things that teams just shouldn't be doing. And if, like, we call him Dr. Mahomes, (laughs) if if we're going to refer to him as Dr. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey is... I don't want to say a nurse, but like he is the guy right next to him also <laughs> completing surgery on that field. He is in there and he is, he's, a, he's, he's like, so anesthesiologist. Yeah. He is <laughs> just as vital. And he's a guy who, when, when Patrick Mahomes is in a rush, he can just throw it to Travis Kelsey. And it's, it's never a surprise. It's like, Oh yeah. Travis Kelsey got the ball on, you know, that first and 21. Or third and twenty-one, like and he's fourth down. Who's going? It to? doesn't matter. And, and Tyreek Hill has the deep he'll ball. Catch the deep ball, even though even though Tyreek Hill catch a lot of those deep balls. Travis Kelsey can catch that deep ball. He can catch the ball over the middle of the field. He will not. He does not care about getting hit. He does whatever he needs to do 
to get the job done, and he gets it done so well. And so, like you said, he's like almost 60 points ahead of the next tight end, which is... I think it's technically 58 right now. Yeah, it's 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 close. And enough. the gap will close most if likely. If he doesn't play, yeah. But that's if he played. You, it doesn't matter. Like that's that's a cap. That's an asterisk. So based off what Travis Kelsey has done, given his position and what he's able to do with his position, I gotta go Devonte Adams. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is the is the MVP because it's just. The tight end we've we've been the sticklers for the tight end position, saying it's a, a garbage position this year, and it's really hard to find a guy in that position. And who who's played all the games? Who's played? Yeah, all that's a big deal as well. He's played all the games because when George Kittle is in, George so, Kittle flashes brilliance. Yeah, but. and you've said that you would have him as your number one overall tight end for the for, for, for football for football for right. football. George Kittle, I think, is better because. Uh, he can block better, yes, and he's tough. And he literally—I love his highlights because he pan- pancakes dudes, and he's laughing, he's giggling <laughs> while he's pancaking them. Um, also, this is like a pseudo. Like, this is also an MVP award for just the um, Kansas City Chiefs' ability to create greatness out of the tight end position. Because who is other? Who is another one of their main tight ends? We already mentioned him in the conversation. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. You can make the argument so, that they they're gonna that if Kelsey continues this that they have the two greatest receiving tight ends of all time. Like if you want to be a tight end in the NFL, you're looking to go to Kansas City. Yeah. So, I yeah. I think that will do it for us. Mm-hmm. Long pod, kind of a big finale. We're st- I mean we're still gonna have more, but we're not doing any more awards. Yeah. Luckily, um, it was a long award show, but I did not fall down the the, the stairs like Jason Derulo. So. Oh my god. <laughs> so um, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please send them in. Send us questions. If you're still playing Week 17, we're gonna answer them. Wednesday's pod, we'll answer them. That'll like we'll help you as much as we can with that. Um, go ahead, send it to us at Fantasy Daydreamers on Instagram or on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in the form of a question, it'll be answered first, guaranteed. You can email us. Once again, it's always just any of our names, Ian, JJ, Aaron, Ryan, James, at FantasyDaydreamers.com. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming. Thank you. We love you. And stay dreaming. Mm -hmm. Oh,